0: Listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's cover it all with a great friend of the program, Mike Wabshaw from the Vikings Entertainment Network. Mike, thanks for taking the time. We don't do much math on this show. I got into broadcasting because I was terrible with arithmetic. But let's say the Vikings do agree to give Kirk Cousins a deal averaging $30 million a year. How much would that impact their ability to spend money in other needed areas? <laughs>
1: Yeah, guys, I don't I – obviously it's going to impact it, you know. Um, but I think that the Vikings – and Rick Spielman mentioned this, um, you know, when he was at the Combine. You know, he said, we've been planning for this offseason, you know, for years now. And you saw before training camp started each of the last couple of seasons, the Vikings re-upped with some of their uh, veterans. Linval Joseph, Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith. Um, You know, and I I think they've been strategic in in how they did that um, so that if this opportunity came up, they'd have the ability to to sign a quarterback to a big number, whether it's Case Keenum or Sam Bradford or a free agent. So the Vikings have just exercised so much cap discipline um, in the past that I, I don't I don't view them as a team that's going to do something outrageous um, and desperate at quarterback, and it's going to put them in cap peril down the road. They just, they've been so responsible with the cap in the past that I don't see that happening. We almost never enter an offseason in cap trouble where we got no, no cap to spend. That, that basically never happens to the Vikings. So I think no matter what they do, they're going to be cognizant of their, of their future with regard to the salary cap, and I think they're going to be okay.
2: So you think this is this seems a pretty let's just say it seems pretty desperate if they were to grab a Kirk Cousins who's only proven to go to one postseason and win one playoff well not even win a playoff game and give him three years 91 million bucks when Kirk Cousins went 11 and three no, excuse me when Case Keenan went 11 and three and took this team to an NFC Championship game.
1: Well, I don't think it's desperate to get to go get like whoever signs Cousins. I don't think it's. It's a desperation ploy. I mean, Case Keenum's going to cost a lot of money, too. It's not like you're going to get Case Keenum at, you know, 50 cents on the dollar. I mean, that's, that's going to cost a pretty penny, and rightfully so. I mean, Case played really well last year, proved that he can win games um, when he's in a good situation. So, you know, I mean, I think the Vikings roster right now is in such good shape. I mean, they're they're... Defense is young, and, and basically everyone is, is an ascending player or is in the prime of their career. Everson and Harrison, I would say, and Xavier are in the prime. But then you got guys like Barr, Kendricks, Daniil Hunter, um, who are ascending players. Linval's in his prime. No one's really on the way out. Um, I guess Terrence Newman would be the exception there. Um, but basically everyone's ascending or in their prime. And I think on offense they put together a really good offensive line I could see him adding there um, this off season. Biggs and Thielen are ascending. I just think the roster is in such good shape right now that I don't mean to, to devalue the quarterback position. We all know how important that is, but I think the Vikings, this Vikings roster can win a lot of games with a few different types of quarterbacks under center.
0: And they demonstrated last year with Case Keenum stepping up. We're focusing on Minnesota football with our pal Mike Wapshaw, Vikings Entertainment Network. Mike, if I make the presumption Sam Bradford's moving on, and it's not clear that's the case, but play along with me. What do you think the market could look like for him? You know the history of injuries, but when healthy, he had an amazing completion percentage for Minnesota of better than 70%. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. I think... I think, you know, he'll take a hit because of missing some games, you know, this past season there's there's no way around that, but I think when teams when GMs and scouts turn on the New Orleans Saints game from last season and then most of the games from 2016, they're going to see a guy who's really accurate. And you you guys know how it goes. This is this comes down to relationships. I mean, a team's going to sign him. Um, if it's not the Vikings, you know, John D. Filippo worked with Sam for an off-season. The Vikings obviously know him really well. But if it's not the Vikings, it's going to be a team probably that's got a coach or a coordinator who's been with Sam in the past and who's going to have a high opinion of him and who's going to have seen Sam at his best. And, and when you come at it and look at it through that prism, Sam's a valuable player to have. I mean, he's really smart. I've, I've had the fortune of being around Sam for a couple of seasons now. I mean the guy is is smart. He can anticipate and I don't know that I've seen a more accurate passer maybe since since Favre. I mean the guy is just on the money all the time. So if if you can get around the you know the medical part with Sam which I think teams will be able to do. I think Sam's got a lot of value.
2: Yeah, when he's healthy he's about as good as it get as rhythmic as as rhythmic as it gets when it yeah. comes to his drops. But tell me about Teddy Bridgewater. You know where does this put him? Because we mentioned Case Keenum, we jumped over Teddy Bridgewater, and now we're talking about Sam Bradford. What about Teddy?
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys. I mean, this is a unique situation at quarterback for the Vikings, no doubt about it. And Teddy's a big part of why it is unique. Um, with with where he was at, you know, going into the 2016 season. I remember walking out of a preseason game that we had against the then San Diego Chargers, where Teddy had a great first half. So we're coming off the 2015 season where we were 11 and five and went to the playoffs and won the division that Teddy's got a great off season. I mean, we all know the story. He was ascending and we thought, you know, that we were in great shape with Teddy. Then the injury happened. So the question, obviously as Zim laid out at the combine is, can Teddy get back to that level? Because if he can, you know, that that's obviously um, a big chip. Teddy's Teddy can be a great player. He's also got a great intangible quality about him where, guys just sort of gravitate toward him in the locker room. They want to be around him. He's a good leader. He's he's really he really does a good job. And Cordell, you know how you have to strike this balance. He does a good job of being the guy, being the alpha male, being the leader, but also being able to get down to the level of just being one of the guys in the locker room. He's able to do both of those things. So that, that's sort of an intangible quality that not everyone has that he does have that's valuable for a quarterback.
0: Mike Wabshaw, Vikings Entertainment Network, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Mike, what do we know about Dalvin Cook coming back from the torn ACL, and how do you see the running back situation next season?
1: Yeah, it's, it's another interesting spot because we have Jarek McKinnon, who's scheduled to be a free agent on March 14th. He was obviously a big part of that. Um, and then we signed Latavius Murray last off-season. So, and he was really good for us in short yardage goal line situations, and he led us in explosive runs as well. But Dalvin, everyone's been optimistic about Dalvin um, during his recovery, including Coach Zimmer and Rick Spielman. So, I, I have a good feeling about his recovery. I know that um, you know going through what we went through with Adrian and his ACL. You know, um, Adrian was on a pitch count um, in his in his first season back. Um, now Adrian's injury happened at the end of one season and he was back for the beginning of the other. The inverse will be true uh, for Dalvin. He, he will have gone down early in one season. He'll be coming back early in another. So I don't, I don't know what the, the story will be in terms of a pitch count for Dalvin, but I think everyone expects he'll be back and he'll be 100% healthy. He'll be ready to go for 2018, so that's good news. And then what we do to complement Dalvin is going to be interesting. Murray is under contract, McKinnon is not. It'll be interesting to see if that's still the case once we get to the end of March and free agency settles down or if the Vikings find a way to get all three under contract or if they have to go without one of them, are they going to draft another one this year because it looks to be a pretty good running back class. So uh, my my sense is that Cook and, and Murray are going to be in the picture and they're going to do everything they can to get McKinnon back as well. See,
2: that's where I get a little confused with the necessity or the need to grab someone for a three-year, $91 million deal because you have so much talent. It's like taking all that money to put it in one player, you're almost forcing yourself to say, this is an automatic Super Bowl run. If you bring in someone like a Kirk Cousins to give him three years, $91 million of it guaranteed yeah. after Kirk Cousins, excuse me, Case Keenan played the way he did, and no one expected it. So it's like...
1: Yeah
2: you don't if you do don't if you don't but you don't want to sit there and say to yourself and apply that type of pressure to that quarterback and say hey we know you've only gone to one playoff game one appearance and you lost in that first game only three starts mm-hmm. your responsibility cuz of this money is to take us to a super bowl
1: yeah yeah i mean you're right with 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 that money comes high expectations but i think guys if we fast forward to july before camp start i mean i got a feeling that that Matt Ryan's going to have signed a new deal. Marcus Mariota's coming up soon. Aaron Rodgers is going to want a new deal. We just saw Jimmy Garoppolo get $30 million. Basically, I think he got twenty nine and change. Like, I, think, I think that $30 million a year for a quarterback is going to be about the running rate pretty soon. So I don't know that whether you're giving that to Case or to Kirk or whoever, that it's going to be that astronomical of a number when all is said and done. I think it's, it's about what it costs to get a quarterback who's proven you know, that he can, he can get the job done. So, And again, I, I just go back to the, the shape of this roster right now. I think it's in such good shape. The Vikings are in a position where they can make it work with a lot of different quarterbacks, and they just got to find the one that they want. And I don't think this team is going to do something at that position that's going to compromise their ability to keep the core intact. If you, if you heard what Coach Zimmer said at the Combine, he said, we won 40 games in my first four years here because we have a good team. And I think if you read between the lines there, that's Zim reassuring people that we're going to try and keep this team together because it's a good team and, and this is a, t- is a team game. So um, I just, with the way this team has operated in the past, Rob Brzezinski manages our cap. We're, we're never in cap peril, and I, and I don't think we're going to be after, after this offseason either.
0: Mike, great information as always. Thanks so much for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn.
1: My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback
0: Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on Tune in.